So our sermon series for Advent is called A Thrill of Hope. And so we're pulling that title, A Thrill of Hope, from a line from the song, Oh Holy Night. And so if you think that would be the perfect opportunity to start this first sermon in this sermon series in song, you would be correct. Oh holy night, the stars are brightly shining. This is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and ever pining till he appears and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. That thrill of hope, that light in the darkness. For this Sunday, us discussing hope for justice in our world. It's all something that sounds so great and so needed, isn't it? When we think about where we're at, how we're doing, how we're feeling in our world today, and if we let ourselves be very honest with ourselves... And we look at that drama, we can find ourselves being more like the pessimist instead of the optimist. We're in this place today when we're watching the war in Ukraine, wondering if things might escalate into a greater global conflict. Just over a week ago today, we saw another mass shooting in our country at a nightclub in Colorado Springs, painfully similar to Florida's own mass shooting at Pulse in 2016. And on top of that, we saw yet another mass shooting in less than a week in Virginia. And we see that great personal and political division in our country makes it difficult, maybe even impossible, for us to create meaningful paths forward. And we take all this and we bring it into our own lives. We're still navigating what this kind of still with COVID, kind of post-COVID world means and navigating all those impacts, the fears and uncertainties of our current economies, all those natural feelings that might come up with the holiday, perhaps joy, perhaps grief, perhaps uncertainty, perhaps a little bit of all of it. And so then we think, how can we even listen to these words of hope from Isaiah? How can this idea of hope ever even ring true for us? How can they make any sense at all? These words from Isaiah are, as the pessimist says, a bit hard to hear. But as the optimist reminds us, there is also plenty of hope. Isaiah, like any good prophet, is trying to bring both a call to action and a call to hope. A striking command to do good and follow God's laws paired with this hopeful, comforting vision of the peaceful kingdom of God. It all goes hand in hand. This is the case in our scripture passage for today, which is Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. 
A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the oppressed of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion will feed together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear will graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand in the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nation shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. So we see in this scripture here a vision of a world that we all hope to have someday. Peace beyond belief. A lion and a lamb laying together. A small child leading a lion. God setting the world in equity for all. In fact, this vision inspired this statue called the Lion and the Lamb in the Lion and the Lamb yard in Frenham, UK. It's inspiring. In Isaiah, we see this world of peace and this world of justice all coming from this stump of Jesse. Which scholars have said Isaiah was talking about to be both a prophecy in his own time and something that we as Christians today can see as a foreshadowing to the birth of Christ. And so we can read all of these beautiful words and take in all of this beautiful imagery and we can feel guilty that the original readers, the original audience must have been like our optimist. We can think they must have been able to really take hold of this vision and hold onto this hope so much more easily than us. And those Jewish folks faithfully following God at the time of Christ's birth, they must have also had it more together than us, right? They must have been able to hold onto hope more easily than we can. But the truth is, that is not the case at all. For those folks, hope was far away. Hope was hard to hold on to. They were like our pessimists. Their world was weary. Isaiah was shaping his work to speak to Israelites facing the Babylonian exile. That meant that they had lost everything. Their entire world was in chaos. And even just a little bit of hope would seem like a stretch to them in their time. And the world that Jesus was born into, 
Again, we're talking about Jewish folks displaced and living in a different place. They were under the rule of the Roman government, separated from the great kingdom that they once were. They were not optimists who were easily hoping for the world to be made perfect again either. So we read and we even sing this Isaiah text a lot around Advent, and rightfully so. But something new struck me about it this time. The text starts out with this passage that a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. I notice that this isn't a grand entrance of hope from a place that's plentiful. It's a tiny shoot coming out from the stump of Jesse. It's coming out from a tree that has been cut down. When I look at it from this perspective, I see it as a promise that God somehow works through those times and those means and those places where hope seems so far away. This is a reminder that God knows that our souls are weary and God sends us a thrill of hope all the same. This is a reminder that even when it seems like the deck is stacked, when there is no hope for justice in our world, God is in the business of bringing hope for peace and for justice in our world. And how? And what do we do with all of this? Well, oddly enough, this is where the pessimist, honest perspective of Isaiah comes in. Yes, Isaiah gives us hope, it gives us encouragement, and that is so critical to have. But Isaiah also gives us an honest call to action. I mean, Isaiah puts it in very harsh terms. If we look again at verse 4, it says, But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the oppressed of the earth. He shall, he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and the, with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. I mean, that's very harsh language, but let's contextualize it. At the time, the Israelites had found themselves in Babylonian exile because they had forgotten God. Because they had forgotten God's values and because they had forgotten to love and care for the poor and the needy and the outcasts among them. This was a reminder to them that this time of pain they were in would end. But that God was also calling them to be a part of that God's peace and God's justice on earth. That God wanted them to do what they could to make this ideal vision of peace and justice a reality in the world. And as Christians, we know that we could mess up just as easily as the Jewish people did. And so all of this continues to be our call today, too. Isaiah's words are a great comfort to us today. A thrill of hope for our weary souls A vision of a world full of peace and full of justice when it's a vision that we desperately need. But we need Isaiah's reminder too. We know that we have a part in bringing that peace and bringing that justice on earth. As the song goes, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. And so as I was reflecting and preparing for this sermon this week, I thought it was so appropriate 
that this is exactly how we prepare for Advent as a church. This is exactly what we do. We are people who live into this kingdom of peace and kingdom of justice each and every Advent. So this in particular is a photo of us during a kids' pack session during the pandemic. Us taking that time to help others, to alleviate hunger in our community, even while we were enduring the COVID pandemic ourselves. During Advent, we collect food donations for our neighborhood ministries' families so they can have plentiful meals for their families. We gather donations for the Peace River Center to help victims of domestic violence and others in need. We buy presents for migrant families in partnership with our Call to Serve Farm Workers ministry, deliver stockings to homebound seniors with United Women in Faith, and serve tons of families in our communities, doors open, no questions asked, with Breakfast with Santa each year. And I could go on and on and on. When we do these things, we are heeding the words of Isaiah. When we do these things, we are living into the kingdom of God. When we seek to bring hope to one another, we are helping to bring peace and justice on earth. This is who we are and what we do as a church. And sometimes this can be especially true, especially needed, and especially powerful in those times and in those seasons where a thrill of hope is exactly what we need. My therapist has given me some wise advice that fits very well into the situation. He calls it seeing yourself as an agent of change in the world. You might not can fix everything in the world. None of us can. But you can focus on making a positive change in the world. Which, of course, makes a positive difference for both you and for the people you are helping. And perhaps this is what Isaiah was on to all along. We must hold on to this thrill of hope while being agents of change for God's vision of peace and of justice in the world. Maybe that way is big, maybe that way is small. I realize it's a busy, busy time for all of us. But God is calling us all to find ways to make a difference. We can share what we can to help others. We can foster hope and understanding and kindness over hate in our world. We can stand up for causes that matter to us and matter to God. Volunteer our time as we are able in the times and the places we are needed. Our souls and our world might be weary, but let us not let that have the last word. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with us. Will you close in prayer with me? God of hope and of peace and of justice, we thank you for the comfort and for the conviction of Isaiah. May you guide and call us into our ways we can work for your peace and your justice in our world. Amen. So as we prepare to go from this place, may you hear the benediction. 
Although our souls may be weary, our world may be weary, may we cling on to the hope of God, the love of God, the peace of God, knowing that it is with us, knowing that we can and we must share it with the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.